0: I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to The Zero Hour.
1: Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. This week, Adam Hall's chess match of continental intrigue. Queen in danger. Starring Juliet Mills, Robert Brown, and Murray Matheson in Elliot Lewis's production of The Zero Hour.
0: The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Zero Hour. Sponsored in part by...
1: does one find a detective in the social register? Hugo Bishop, London super sleuth, is an exception. He's a whippet-like, non-violent man... with a penchant for chess. He prefers milkshakes to ale... and has a reputation for being in the right place at the right time. This should lend solace to the overwrought Thalma Tasman. Hugo Bishop is on her case... the case of her husband, actually... Convicted killer, Mervyn Spate, who recently escaped from Broadmoor Asylum for the criminally insane. The fact is, Thelma finds Bishop's unorthodox methods disquieting. Nevertheless, Hugo and his intuitive secretary, Vera Gorringe, press on. Staying close to Thelma Tasman Our publisher Maurice Gerald, her employer and steadfast friend. Fashion photographer Rex Willison, a volunteer male companion... Freddie Frisney of Scotland Yard. And, of course, Hugo Bishop. Oddly, Thelma's common-law husband, Victor Tasman, is out of town. Hugo Bishop has never met the man, but would like to. He'd like to look him in the eye to see if there's a resemblance to a series of sketches he's been shown by Mervyn Spate. Because Hugo Bishop is convinced that Mervyn Spate is innocent. And the man portrayed in the sketches is not queen in danger continues following this
2: where does today's girl learn to be tomorrow's woman at the movies on
3: television
0: helen darling your floors are so shiny
2: yes
3: john i used brand x polish just this morning
0: brand x helen will you marry me
3: Between the super
2: sex symbol of today's commercialism and TV's Brand X image, impending womanhood is alive and well. And where is that somewhere? Wherever there are Campfire Girls. Campfire reaches the girl reaching out for tomorrow and puts a promise before her. The promise of personal development, of friends and fun. The promise of womanhood. The campfire takes today's girl to tomorrow. What was Mervyn waiting for, I wondered? I knew he had learned of my identity as Gloria Del Rey and my address as Mrs. Victor Tasman. I was certain he meant to kill me as he had killed Joanna Martin. Was he waiting for Victor to return? Or waiting only to torture me. If that was his intention, it was working. The longer he waited, the more my terror grew.
4: Yes, miss. He was a small,
2: thin man, bald as a billiard ball. His nose was hooked as if years of sniffing at articles brought to him for sale had caused it to turn under. His shoulders were slightly humped, their blades visible beneath his old sweater, making him look like a bird of prey with its large wings folded. He leaned forward in the dim light, assuming the posture of a vulture among the littered display of cast-off clothing, kit bags, golf clubs, cameras, binoculars, violins and guitars, and guns.
4: Can I do something for you? There's
2: something in your window.
4: <laughs> oh, there's many things.
2: The little black gun.
4: Oh, yes, I I thought perhaps in my business, you guess, you can tell. I'll get it for you. There it is, miss. It's small, it's light. Just right for a young woman such as yourself.
2: Have you suitable ammunition?
4: well i may have yes i may have but uh have you a license no it's but... not always easy to get a license you know One well, most have a reason for carrying a gun they always ask
2: i shall be able to satisfy them how much is the gun
4: well with the clips of ammunition i think i could find uh the gun will be 12 pounds
2: I haven't that amount with
4: me. I will accept your check, Miss. I don't accept checks as a rule, but I will accept yours.
2: I prefer to pay cash. I have about ten pounds with me.
4: It's the perfect little weapon for you. I say, would it be possible for you to bring the additional two pounds in later?
2: No, I shan't be this way again.
4: Uh, well, and then I suppose. Uh, oh, very well, well, Miss. I, I won't neglect my chance of doing you a service.
2: And the ammunition?
4: Oh, yes, yes, here you are. Thank you. My shop is so dusty and dark. A few young ladies as beautiful as you come into it. You bring her life. You take away death.
2: I paid the ten pounds, dropped the gun into my handbag, and walked briskly out of the dark little shop, away from the little voucher man. I stepped out onto the sidewalk back into the bright afternoon sun and ran straight into the ubiquitous Hugo Bishop.
5: Well, hello.
2: Did you follow me here, Mr. Bishop?
5: I might ask you the same. Did you follow me?
2: Sorry. I suppose that was an odd thing to think. Well,
5: quite understandable. That is, as understandable as any coincidence can be. I'm merely waiting for the garage across the way to check the oil in my car and you're simply doing some shopping.
2: Yes, of course.
5: The only coincidence is that my garage and your shop happened to be opposite. I was whiling away my time. In fact, staring into the extraordinary pawn shop window. Must contain everything in the world.
2: I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me, Mr. Bishop. I have still another show to cover.
5: Well, let me run you over there. You'll have finished my car by now.
2: It actually isn't far. Ah.
5: Well, then you'll be in good time. Come along
2: is it mr. Bishop you seem different now than last night when you came to help me different how well you were very kind you offered just what I needed a sort of quiet strength that's
5: me I'm the archetype of strong silent man
2: you would be if you didn't try to be so facetious
5: me facetious mrs. husband very well I'll be serious if you'd like Who are you trying to shield?
2: I don't understand.
5: Are you trying to shield Victor Tasman? Or Maurice Gerald? Or Rex Willison? Or someone whose name I don't know? Someone called the Gent.
3: Large car, little car, middle car, what's car?
0: These
5: are times that require each of us to take a good look at our car needs. To think out sensibly just what car in what size is right for us. For many people, a small Vega is right. But for many others, a larger, roomier car such as Impala makes just as much sense. Impala's leg room and comfortable ride make sense for families, carpools, and business travel. For those of us with car needs that a small car simply can't fulfill, Impala is still the great American value. Large
4: car,
3: little car, middle car, what car?
6: Full size, small size, mid size, foot
5: size. Chevrolet wants you to think sensibly about your car needs. When you do, we think
0: you'll agree that small size, midsize, or full size, Chevrolet makes sense for America. We'll return to our story in a moment. Uh, ma'am, we're asking people what they know about different organizations.
3: Oh, good. Ask me anything about that. Uh,
0: all right. What's the ISAZP?
6: It's the International Society of Austrians, Zither they're players. Right.
0: Not many people know that one. Give me another. What does the Supreme Order of Federated Alliances do?
6: Oh, the same stuff as the Benevolent American Daughters Associated Guild Society.
2: I,
0: I never heard of that group.
2: I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Now, here's a serious one. Name two things the American Cancer Society is involved in besides cancer research.
2: Wow. they are into so many things, like educating the public to the warning signal of cancer and professional education for doctors and nurses and dentists and service for patients.
0: Right, and lots more. And that's why the American Cancer Society needs financial support to continue its drive to wipe
2: out cancer in our lifetime.
6: Well, I certainly support them. Good. Now here's one for you. What's the
2: LLTA? I give up. The League of Lady Tattoo Artists. Oh, you made that up. No, remember. How'd you like a picture of Miller Fillmore tattooed on your elbow? It's taken already.
6: Oh.
5: I watched her face as I asked my question, naming the men around her. But she only looked bewildered. That perhaps was my answer. Now she sat quietly beside me as I drove her to the next show.
2: I've been trying to understand what you meant. What would I be trying to shield them from? Hanging? Hanging? Victor, Maurice, Rex.
5: Thelma, there is the theory being considered now that your husband, Mervyn Spate, might truly be innocent.
2: I've been innocent? But he's been proven mad.
5: Yes. And that has become your obsession.
2: I lived with Mervyn. I saw his terrible temper.
5: That doesn't mean he's done murder.
2: But if he didn't...
5: Someone else did. Someone close to you, I should think. Someone you might be trying to protect because he means more to you than Mervyn Spate.
2: But I believe Mervyn did it. I believe he's mad.
5: Yes. I rather think you do. And perhaps you're right. But Mervyn believes he's innocent and sane. And that perhaps you're shielding the real murderer.
2: Poor mad Mervyn. Before our marriage was a year old, we'd stopped loving each other. And I'd begun to be afraid. Afraid of his unreasonable rages.
5: And now you fear his madness. Here we are, park court.
3: Thank you again, Mr. Bishop.
5: Where will you be going after this show you're covering?
2: There's a cocktail bash at the Lotus Bowl.
5: Are the gates crashable? Will you come? I just might, with a guest, if I may.
2: Of course. Who is it? Lady
5: Farisham. A dear old thing I picked up at the Garden fetter. You'd adore her. Though I should warn you of one thing. What's that? She's a bit nervous. So so do be careful not to let the, anything go off in your handbag. I thought about Thelma buying the gun and wondered why. To defend herself if Spate showed up. Her obsession might have driven her to that point. I had no way of knowing if she bought the thing by plan or by impulse. I found Freddy Frisnay wrestling with the same knobby issue. What do you make of the Tasman woman? In light of a new role. You mean now that she's toting a rod? Precisely. (sighs) (laughs) Freddy, so your man was shopping with her, was he? Of course. He had more trouble keeping out of your way than hers. He shouldn't be so sensitive. I wouldn't bite him. Freddy, why do you think she's bought a gun? To shoot someone with. A couple of rare sleuths we are. By the by, Freddie, my man. I am not your man. Oh, Freddie, just a figure of speech, old boy. Have you any records at the yard on a bloke called the Jet? Several. It's not uncommon, you know. Any hoodlum who sports a Woolworth's tie pin gets the name. Well checked a lot. The one I'm interested in was described as a tough a businessman sort. Had a car, middle aged, a big man. Hmm, that, that narrows it. We'll check. Is he someone who might have been involved with Joanna Martin? Yes. A lot of blokes were, apparently. And while you're at it, you might also check uh, an Emerson. Little man with glasses. Had a car, some money. And um, a Sydney, A flash type. Smoked cigars, wore rings. Cocky little rat. Why didn't you put me on to these characters over our lunch? You weren't inclined to consider anyone else but Spade at that point, as I recall. Don't misread me, Hugo. I'm still not. That is, not officially. <laughs> Good old cautious Freddy. I'll follow your leads and keep in touch. Now, don't push me.
6: Cocktails at the Lotus Bowl. I'm agreeable, but what are we doing?
5: Just keeping our fingers in the pie.
6: Who am I supposed to be at this bash, did you say?
5: Lady Varisham, the dear old baggage I picked up at a horse fair.
6: The name is reasonable. I dislike the description.
5: Hmm. Well, how about. A bit of fluff I picked up at a carpet sale.
6: In any event, an English eccentric of some 60 summers who's a nut on fashion.
5: That's the birdie. Long yet, jet locket, dodo feather fan, and tweed coloshes.
6: Sounds like fun. I'll go to work on it.
5: And of course, uh, one thing to keep in mind this evening. What's that? The Queen is packing a gas. When Gory returned, she was dressed to the nines for her party role as Lady Berisham. Expensive basic black couched pearls and a blue rinse piled high in an elegant upsweep.
6: The old baggage from the horse fair has arrived.
5: (laughs) Pardon Well? Is
1: this Bishop? It is. This is Mervyn Spate. I want them to know that I'm their family insurance man. I want them to know that I can take care of any insurance need that they have.
0: Agent Bud Inorio of Tucson, Arizona, talks about saving on car insurance with State Farm Mutual. And I want them to know that that
1: hopefully I would be available for them to call me and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a 1970 automobile. Can you give me an idea what's going to cost me? And at that time, I can say to this young man, yeah, it's going to cost you X number of dollars, but you know that's a high-performance automobile and you're paying a high premium to start with because you're under 25 and single and so on uh, why don't you think about something that's not high performance I'm not only giving him maybe confidence in me or instilling more confidence in him but I am maybe gonna save this guy a buck and he knows that I'm not just after his dollars I'm actually there to, to try to help like a good neighbor.
0: continues after this. Ladies and gentlemen, Barbara Streisand.
3: Children. Mentally retarded children. There are so many causes of mental retardation. Some we know, some we don't. I can't say to you if you do this or if you do that, you won't have a retarded child. But through research, we hope one day to be able to say that. In the meantime, there's the help we can give to those already born mentally retarded, because the retarded can be helped, but it takes a lot of money. If you'd like to cut the odds a bit in favor of the next mother and father who will bring a child into this uncertain world, whether it's your child, a grandchild, or the child of a friend, support the work of your local association of the National Association for Retarded Children cast a little bread
5: upon the waters. Spate wanted to talk to me. We arranged a meeting place. It meant we both would have to shinny our way through the police and Scotland Yard dragnet. It also meant that Gory and I would have to forego our cocktail date with Thelma Tasman and company at the Lotus Bowl. My rendezvous with Spate seemed more important. And now I had something more urgent for Gory to do as well. I gave her a list of names. There were people I wanted to have on deck later tonight, if the plan I had in mind took shape.
6: Lovely. I always get gussied up in my best basic black and pearls to spend the evening on the telephone.
5: <laughs> Don't worry. Lady Barisham may have her hour of glory yet.
6: Where are you meeting Spate? Oh, round. K.G. Reasons? Dangerous?
5: Depends. Is Spate a lunatic killer, or isn't he?
6: I don't think you should go without telling me where to look for your body.
5: With the police all around Spade as they are, they'll find my remains PDQ. So you don't have to worry your beautiful blue rinse about that.
6: Some consolation you're leaving me with.
5: Ah oh, no, no, no. Gory girl, don't go sentimental on me. Now, you get on the blower, and I'll see you later. With luck. I found Spate. Spade waiting on the embankment of the Thames between Vauxhall Bridge and the Chelsea Bridge, crouched beside the dark water, chilled and cramped, hungry and exhausted. Spade, it's me, Bishop. I wasn't sure you'd come. I said I would. I brought you some food, but you'd better eat it slowly. Oh, thank you, thank you. The police are moving across this whole area. They'll be coming down here by land and by water. I know...
1: They nearly had me twice. They said you wanted to talk. We don't have long. Last time we met, I got the feeling you might help me.
5: I think I have been. Provided you didn't actually murder Joanna Martin. Dear God. I thought there was only one other man living who could consider I didn't do it. The man who did. And you didn't kill the girl, Spade?
1: It might try and I got tired of saying no, no. Sometimes at the asylum, I said, I did. It never seemed to matter much, which I said, you really want to know. I do. No,
5: I did not kill her. You saw the man who did? I saw him. The man in your sketches. Yes. Can I see them again? Very well. I'll have to wait until we get close to where the light is better. We? I want you to come with me, Spade. Come with you? Where? Where we can get you some rest. If I stay here, they'll get me. I may as well come with you. But look here. You cross me, Bishop so help me. I'll kill you. Kill me? Maybe. Everybody says I'm a murderer, don't they? There's something you should know, Spate. If the real murderer has gotten himself close to your wife for his own reasons, she doesn't know it. Are you sure of that? Quite sure. Come on. Better get out of here. Wait, Bishop. You're taking a chance doing this. Tell me why. Don't try to figure me out, Spade. There isn't time.
2: Hugo Bishop had made such a point of planning to gatecrash the cocktail party at the Lotus Bowl. Why hadn't he shown up, I wondered. There'd been no sign of him. Or Lady Verisham, whoever she might be. Again, as I lost the protection of the crowd around me and was faced with another night of lonely panic, I sought the comforting male companionship of Rex Williston. What is it, Thelma? You've been edgy all evening. I expected someone tonight who didn't come, that's all. Hmm. Will you have dined you love? I like your company, Rex.
0: Great. I've always wanted a kid sister.
2: Poor boy. When a woman doesn't want you for your rippling torso, you just get lost in the forest, don't you? That's
0: Gloria Del Rey and her fashion talk.
2: And you'd rather have fashion talk. Oh,
0: just because I asked you to my flat doesn't mean I wanted to show you my etchings. Uh, you said something about dreading another night alone. I said that? You did, love.
2: I'm sorry. It only means I miss Victor.
0: Yeah, of course. But he's away and I'm here.
2: And you've been just what I needed. You told me three genuinely funny stories and gave me a marvelous dinner. And now you're going to see me safely home.
3: I am?
0: Yes, uh, I suppose I am.
2: But as soon as Rex had seen me inside my door and left me alone as I asked him to, I was sorry I'd sent him away. Sorry I hadn't gone to his flat. I could have dealt with him. Anything would be better than my renewed feeling of panic. I tried telephoning, Rex, but there was no answer. Victor. I had to hear the sound of Victor's voice again.
4: Bristol Hotel.
2: Mr. Victor Tasman, please.
4: Mr. Tasman is checked out.
2: Checked out? Are you sure?
4: Just a moment. I'll make certain. Yes, Mr. Tasman left at 8 o'clock just over an hour ago. Uh,
2: Did he say where he was going?
4: No, I'm sorry. He did not.
2: I see. Thank you. Selma Tasman. Is Mr. Bishop there?
6: No, I'm sorry, Mrs. Tasman. He's not just now.
2: Well, tell him I called, will you?
6: Oh, Mrs. Tasman. He'll want to know where he can reach you later. What shall I tell him?
2: Tell him... Tell him I'll call back. I was afraid to leave, but even more afraid to stay. I decided to spend the night at a hotel somewhere on the other side of the city. I phoned for a taxi, gathered up my wrap and handbag, and cautiously opened the door. Then I remembered the gun. I had taken it out to load it and placed it in the drawer of my bedside table. I hurried back to get it. Then I remembered I had left the door to my apartment open. I heard the sound of the lift gates at the other end of the passage. Did I really hear it, or was it in my imagination? But now, there were muffled footsteps coming down the passage toward my door. I mustn't see him. I couldn't stand the sight of his face, his killer hands, his eyes that were mad. My fingers closed around the gun. I heard the small click of the safety catch as I released it. His footsteps drew closer. Slowly, quietly. Then, suddenly, the stream of light was broken by the dark shadow of his silhouette, and the gun in my hand went off.
0: You are listening to Mutual's presentation of The Zero Hour.
1: At 19, Jill Kinmont was one of America's top women skiers, till an accident on an icy slope left her paralyzed. Now, 17 years later, she's a teacher, a good teacher.
3: I guess you can say I've overcome my handicap, but I couldn't have done it alone. I had family, friends, people who accepted me, believed in me, and helped me believe in myself. Yet there are millions of handicapped people in this country who aren't getting the acceptance they deserve, because some people think that a handicapped person can't hold down a job, can't pay the rent, can't learn, can't be a human being. Well, unless you recognize that we are human beings with feelings, with skills, with a sense of responsibility, then you're adding a handicap we can't overcome.
1: This public service message brought to you on behalf of the Department of Health, Education and Welfare and the Advertising Council.
6: Hi, everybody. This is Tony Butala of the Letterman. Medical care for veterans. Who is eligible to receive it? If you're a veteran or related to a veteran, this information may help you look ahead to the day when you can use VA medical care. The VA hospital system is responsible for taking care of veterans who are injured or who became ill while in the service. Their needs always come first. Next are veterans who can't afford to pay for medical care on their own and veterans over age 65 or receiving VA pensions. Today, there are 168 hospitals in the VA system. Some have live-in units allowing veterans to come and go as they please. The VA sometimes makes arrangements with nursing homes for patient care outside the hospital. And VA outpatient clinics provide a full range of services from general medical treatment to dental care or to drug clinics.
1: Tomorrow at this time, rest your eyes. And listen here, to this week's continuing study in suspense, Queen in Danger. I'm Rod Serling, and this is The Zero Hour.
0: And once again, rest your eyes and listen here to The Zero Hour. This is Mutual, your news and sports radio network.